When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. First and Pod, NFL free agency edition. Thanks for being with us. Tell a friend, subscribe, rate, review. Danny Parkin, Andrew Filipponi, Spencer Ray producing. The league year is officially open. The legal tampering period is behind us, Pony. There is a ton of news to get to, but I don't know about you, but I watched one hour and five minutes of Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee today and called it show prep. Me and 497,000 of my closest friends watching a live stream. It was entertaining. It was narcissistic. It was newsworthy. It was rambling. It was hypocritical. It was inconsistent. It was a lot of things, but I got to say it was compelling. And obviously the football takeaway is he's going to be a New York Jet, but now the Packers hold the keys for when and how much it's going to cost them to get it. What was your top takeaway from the news today? Well, Rodgers is trying to make the, the Packers out like they're a dishonest team and that they've done all these former players poorly by letting them go too early and all that stuff and tried to create a sympathetic uh, picture of his plight or situation, which I don't think he gets any, I think he is reviled might be the wrong word, but that's the one that pops into my head. I think he's probably right now among NFL players, by far the most polarizing person. And even the insane popularity of McAfee, we were talking about this on my show in Pittsburgh today. Just like the Barstool brand, pretty much when you go against that brand, you know, a lot of their followers and people that support that brand will rally to support their own. I wonder if that's true of Rodgers. Like, because McAfee openly loves Rodgers and so many people love McAfee, does that help Rodgers' popularity? Because there's this weird contrast whenever that interview takes place where McAfee, who is like so beloved and no one has a bad word to say about him, McAfee is proverbially kissing the feet of Rodgers. And yet at the same time, people think Rodgers is a prick and a douchebag. And I just wonder if some of the good of McAfee rubs off on Rodgers. It clearly doesn't in Chicago where I know he's just hated no matter what, because of the way he's owned the Bears. So he doesn't get any benefit of the doubt there. But it's just, whenever he does these interviews, it's interesting to hear the way that people dissect and analyze the way he articulated himself and carried himself. And I thought today his modus operandi was, I've been so good for the Packers, just let me out so I can have a new chapter, a new beginning somewhere else. And I just, that for me fell on deaf ears. That for me did not do anything. Like, 
I am on the Packers side in that, all right, there's only one team that wants to trade for you. There's only one team that'll eat your dead cap and make that move. We've got them over a barrel. And so we're not going to just give you away for a, you know, a third round pick and be done with it, Danny. I, I think that, I definitely don't think that any of McAfee's goodwill rubs off with Rodgers other than with McAfee fans. And there are, and there are a lot. I mean, there's a court, there was a half a million people on that today, but, but, but normally there's nowhere near that. People were tuning in for the news, man. People, it was the most watched episode of the McAfee show ever. Like they kept, they kept talking about it. It was unbelievable. There were 260,000 people on the stream before Rodgers came on. Like it it was it was a media coup for Pat McAfee. Like you talk about like PTI does amazing as like a sports talk show that gets a million something viewers a day, but there's a huge number of people that just like have ESPN on like as the default. Like there's just like a built-in audience for it. There's passive people that there there are not people that's not there's not a million people a day that seek out PTI and like punch in the channel. The fact that half a million people had to go to a YouTube page to seek out a show that normally has, you know, 30,000 people streaming it, I think speaks just to the power of the story and the relevance and the talent and the intrigue and the weirdness of it. Like, Which is why anybody in our business... And there have been a lot of people, and it fucking drives me crazy. One of the lamest takes that I have heard in the last two weeks has been, oh my God, why is NFL Network spending so much time on Aaron Rodgers? Oh, why ridiculous. Why does ESPN spend ridiculous. so Ridiculous. Okay, you got your answer today, people. Yeah. That's why. Because Dude. for as much as people dislike the dude and hate his guts for – for reasons that it might have nothing to do with football. When there was the thought that he was going to make a decision today, hundreds of thousands of people wanted to see what he was going to say. And by the way, the number one media market in America with a fan base that is not the biggest, the Jets fan base is not anywhere near what the Cowboys fan base is or what the Steelers fan base is, or even the Packers. You have an entire fan base in number one city in America that is dying for this guy to go there. You turn on WFAN in New York, and they it, that's they were doing they were doing cartwheels today. Over they this. should have been, dude. I mean, like that, that's the thing that people like. Listen, I think that some of what Rogers has said to nuke his popularity in the last couple of years is like I I disagree with it as much as anyone, right? But there's one player in the history of football with more MVPs than this guy. It's Peyton Manning. He's won league MVP four times. He was hilarious today. He called himself back-to-back COVID MVP. Yeah, uh, I, saw, I heard that too. Yeah, very, very funny. Um, he Last year was not good. He has to wear some of that for not getting the receivers up to speed. But the Packers have to wear some of it too with not figuring out a way to keep it working with Devontae Adams. And they were the ones who set this whole thing in motion. And Rodgers did make that point today, and it is a good one. They were the ones who traded up to draft Jordan Love. This was not what the Packers did with Favre when Rodgers could have been the number one pick and fell to them, and they just took him. 
They traded up to draft Jordan Love instead of standing pat and taking T. Higgins when they were in the NFC Championship game the year before. Like, he had every right to have legitimate beef for an organization that has never, in his 15 years, drafted a first-round wide receiver. He needs one after an NFC Championship game season, and instead they trade up to draft the quarterback, and he goes out and wins back-to-back MVPs after that. So, like, Rodgers definitely deserves some of the blame, and I think the majority of the Packers fan base is done with him because they consider him to be selfish and a diva and certainly on the back end of his prime and just not worth all of this anymore. Like, we talk to a lot of Packers fans. My whole dad's side of the family – the score has a 50,000-watt signal that reaches into Wisconsin. We get people with Wisconsin area codes texting and calling all the time, and we did today. Like I, I think the majority of Packers fans are happy that he's gone. But in the same breath, they say he's the best player in the history of the franchise, and there's also an acknowledgement that it is absolutely in play that Aaron Rodgers is awesome for the Jets this year. It might be one year. But it might be Tom Brady's year in Tampa, and I know he played more than one year there, but it might be Tom Brady's year in Tampa where he wins the Super Bowl. I know the division is loaded. I know the conference is loaded with quarterbacks. We'll see how much he dives in to you know, getting the Jets receivers up to speed, but having Nathaniel Hackett there should help that. And if he brings in Randall Cobb, already have Alan Lazard, he should have some like Aaron Rodgers translators in that room. Like, I'm not betting against Aaron Rodgers, the football player, at this point. I thought that after watching that thing today, that he is pissed and he will be even more pissed the longer the Packers drag this out. And I think he will be a highly motivated Aaron Rodgers to prove them wrong for choosing Jordan Love this year and three years ago in the draft. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, it's he has tried to thread this weird needle of I really like Jordan Love the person and I'm excited as about him as a player, but at the same time, I'm still fucking livid that this organization drafted him. He should be livid. And he but he but I think I don't think it's threading a needle. He's like, it's not Jordan's fault. He's a great kid, but it's insane that they drafted him. And it is insane that they drafted him. It was preposterous. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's one of the most baffling draft picks I've ever seen an organization make in the NFL. Well, let me ask you this question. If somebody like Lamar Jackson had fallen to them and they picked him instead, would you feel the same way about that take? It's more about Love's lack of college resume and pedigree well, as a prospect, right? No, it's a couple things. It's 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 that. It's his lack of pedigree as a prospect. Like, it's a smug, arrogant scouting decision. Like, we see something that other people don't. That's definitely a big part of it. But it's trading up to get him. Yeah. And it's Aaron Rodgers said he wanted to play until he was 40, and he said he wanted to retire a Packer at the time. You know, he hadn't flirted with retirement 
before that, like Favre had when they took Rodgers. Like he, all he had said was, I want to be a Packer for life. And he wanted to play until he was 40. And he was in the NFC Championship game. That was all he had done. And then they traded up. He didn't fall to him. They traded up to take him. So, and then they drafted A.J. Dillon. Like, you know, who again, fine player. And maybe, listen, maybe Jordan Love will be great. And the Bears fan in me is terrified of the notion that they're going to go back to back to back with first ballot Hall of Fame quarterbacks. But with where Rodgers was in his lifespan as a quarterback, they did do it too early. And he proved that by going to a couple more NFC Championship games and a couple of MVPs. But he also played poorly enough this past season where now they're ready to go to the other guy. No, this past year is the first time that it's valid from a football standpoint to even make the argument but it also came in conjunction with Devontae Adams leaving. And let's be honest, Rodgers has gotten weirder. Like, yes, Rodgers has gotten, I, he, he has some toxic internet brain stuff going on here where he's going off the deep end a little bit. And I'm all for introspection and, you know, Mental health but, awareness and all that stuff. Yeah, and psychedelic therapy. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know you were all for psychedelic therapy. This is new to me. I didn't know that that was... I'm not saying... I, I, I've never done it, but like, man, there's a ton of literature behind psychedelic therapy. All right, Deepak Chopra. I didn't know that I was <laughs> doing a podcast with him. I'm just saying... <laughs> I, I, listen, my point is I'm not yucking another man's yum because he wanted to do ayahuasca and go on a darkness retreat and work on himself. That's all well and good, but he got a little weirder. But before it was like, I want to travel the world and I want to go on Jeopardy and I enjoy reading books. And like, I have other interests outside of football. And like, I'm obsessed with Alex Trebek. Now it's like Aubrey Marcus, Joe Rogan, the woke mob, Ivermectin, you know, I was Im- immunized. Like he, He's gone in a direction the last 36 months, call it, that have made him more polarizing and seemingly more detached from football. So, because I mean, the thing that was the biggest, and AJ Hawk asked the question, but he still kind of dodged it. He said he went into the darkness retreat 90% that he was going to retire. Yep. Then he came out of it, said he checked his phone and his emails and heard that the Packers wanted to move. So he, he was like, something changed. And so A.J. Hawk was like, wait a minute. So did you come out of the darkness retreat having decided that you wanted to play and thinking you were going to play for the Packers, but then their opinion of you changed while you were in the darkness retreat? So that's why you pivoted to the Jets? And he's like, oh, well, no. Like, all year I kind of read the tea leaves that they didn't want me there. Like, I actually thought Hawk did a very good job in that interview. He was great. I thought Hawk was did a phenomenal job. I thought that Rodgers didn't seem prepared for a question that I think you're kind of talking about where Hawks like, so you thought that the Packers, so if the Packers had come out of that, you know, dark said, we want you, we want you, would you have played for them? And Rodgers was still like, no. Right. But he said, but he made it seem that it was them who did it to him. 
Yeah, because he mentioned on his exit meeting that the Packers were like, we still want to keep the door open for you. We'd love to have you back. And he seemed but, okay with that. Correct. And then and then he made it seem so today, I like, thought Hawk, I thought Hawk made Rogers sound like a little bit of a hypocrite there. That's what I'm saying. It was exchange. very hypocritical because it was like, but he should have, he should have just been like, listen, they clearly didn't want me from the minute they drafted Jordan Love. I got that message a few times this year. And so I was either prepared to retire or play somewhere else. I went in thinking retirement and I came out wanting to play somewhere else. That's what, that would have been logically consistent, but he's an inconsistent dude. So that's obviously the biggest NFL story of the day. Rodgers is going to be a jet. We'll see what the compensation is going to be, how much how much hardball the, the Packers play. If I'm the Packers, I don't play it to the extreme and take it through training camp, through August to like really, really screw them over. That seems like dirty pool to me. If I'm the Packers, I want a draft pick this year and a 2025 draft pick with conditions attached to it where it gets escalated significantly if he plays in 2024. Well, wait a minute, though. You're saying dirty pool. If I'm the Jets, I mean, if I'm the Packers, I know the Jets don't have a plan B. I'm asking for their first round pick. And if they are not willing to trade it, then I don't give a shit. Then I won't trade them. But you don't think that that also disrupts Packers camp? Yes, it does. But what's the Jets alternative? Play Zach Wilson? Oh, I think it screws the Jets more than the Packers. Right. So but just win the game of chicken. Dare them to give you the first round pick. And I think they will. But I think it screws the Jets, like, not in the next 50 days, like, leading up to the draft. It screws the Jets when he can't go to their OTA or their minicamp yeah. or training camp. So, like, but, so like, then if you're the Packers, are you willing to miss out on a draft pick this year? Yes. To help if Jordan first, Love? If it's a first next year, I am, yeah. Yeah, see, I don't know. I think I think that there is a – I think the compromise is if the Jets got Rodgers for two years instead of one, you've got to give up significant future draft compensation. And if you just got him for the one year, you got to give us something – like you give him a good pick for this year, but not the first-round pick. I think it's going to be – I don't want that SOB if I'm the Packers going to New York – and win at a Super Bowl, and all I get back for is like the 47th pick in the draft. No, I would not do that if I'm them. That's not, fans have already kind of lived that once with with Favre two years later in Minnesota where he was a bad interception away from going back to the Super Bowl and he went to Lambeau and won. Hell so you no. think the Packers are getting the 13th pick? I'm holding out for it, yeah. Yeah, I do not think that's happening. Well, then what are the Jets going to do, Danny? What are the Jets going to do if the Packers say it's the 13th pick or no deal? What do the, they do? The, they pivot they to will Zach tamper Wilson? with Aaron Rodgers, and he will play for them whenever they agree to a deal. But I'm saying if all if the Packers say it's the 13th pick or no deal, the Jets say, all right, fine, we'll just move on to something else. No way. They can't no, sell but, that to their fan base. But, th- but, but, but then Rodgers could say, then I'm not retiring, then I'm playing for you, then you're stuck with okay. the whole then you're stuck. No, but then they're stuck with the whole thing. All right, they, fine. If, if the worst case scenario is I have Aaron Rodgers coming back for another year, I would live with that as a Packers co- they, coach or GM. It's it's too, it's like this, the opening scene in Wedding Crashers when they're mediating the divorce 
and they get down to the air, the frequent flyer miles. No, oh, I totally disagree with you on that. You just said it. This is the greatest Packers player of all time. I and he's know, got a but, chip on his shoulder. But they, but, but they want him gone also. It's also a distraction for Jordan Love. It's also a bad thing for them. I don't think the guy would have the balls to show up to Packers camp. I don't think he would. But if they're holding his whole new team and his dreams and his plans hostage. He would not show up. I think okay. he's wait. The guy went to a hole in the ground for five days to make the decision. He's not yeah. going to. He's not going to see these people and look them eye to eye and go out there and show up for training camp. No way. I mean, we'll I don't see. Think so. so you think it happens after the draft? I mean, if that's if, if that's because the Jets want to keep the 13th pick and give them a first round pick next year that's more in the 20s, then yeah, I do think so. Okay.